Right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited. It's the last one of the year. I'm back with my most regular guest, Laura Fay. How are you doing? Hi, Nick. I'm doing really great. It's good to see you. Always good to see you. And we're back for the winter solstice update. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is the astrology as we move into the new year rather than right now. And it's Pluto moving into Aquarius because I believe that you believe this is a rather big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking about it for probably years now on all the various videos and channels. And it's going into Aquarius January 20th. And so is also Uranus is going direct in Taurus January 27th. So there's a lot at the end of January. I feel it's going to start to pick up and radical accelerated change is going to occur. And I just don't, I've been trying to prepare people and it's funny because it's trying to prepare you for something that we don't actually know what we're preparing for. So it's, it's a very unknown, but it's going, and I'll do my best to put that into words to see what, what we're preparing for, but it's definitely a very, it's like the fabric of reality around us will be forever changed. Yeah, I mean, I believe this is a very big deal because this is the new age that we're pointing to when people talk about the new age. And it's that move in the processional sequence from Pisces to Aquarius, which is a sort of 2000 to 2100 year cycle. This is very well documented. Everybody knows about this. Um, and we're moving into that next stage and Pluto moving into it. Like it's difficult to pinpoint the start of such a long transition, but Pluto moving into Aquarius as we move into the age of Aquarius is particularly important because Pluto has such a long orbit anyway. I can't remember how much it is about 350 years. It's, it's 250 years. It's yeah. Close enough. Um, it's very long. So none of us have ever, except in past lives, had the experience of Pluto and Aquarius. I I am going to say, though, what feels like what we're doing is we're setting the tone for the new age of the next 2,000 years, the next 2,000-year cycle. And this is what's coming through, is that we had the Christ story, and you could say it's a story or you could say it's real, but whatever it is, it set the tone for the Piscean age, which was the last 2,000 years. That's why we think of BC, um, you know, what birthed us into this after Christ um, era that we've been living in, which was very patriarchal and very dogmatic and very religious in that way where we were really um, building up the patriarchy, you could say. And that's because we had it in the language of God, the father and Jesus, the son of the father. And it's all very masculine energy type of lingo. And the feminine was left completely out of the Bible story, um, except you think of Mary Magdalene as his, as his girlfriend or whatever. She was actually his wife. And we're going to start to have this new age start with the masculine and feminine rising together. And that's the twin flames. And that's the 144,000 twin flames who are birthing the age of Aquarius into existence, which is even starting with the new lingo of feminine energy, divine feminine, divine masculine, and not it being so only masculine only um, energy. 
Yeah, I mean, my understanding of world events, which uh, I've gone into very heavily on my channel, don't worry, we don't need to right here, right now. But it's pretty clear that religious dogma has basically had its day. And this is the big story on the world stage right now, is this massive conflict between, I would call them quite egoic religious forces. Um, and humanity has definitely had enough of this. There's mass protests going on everywhere. People don't want their governments doing this. And that's what I see this as a manifestation of. Um, because, yeah, as <laughs> there's so much overlapping that we've got to unpack with new age and spirituality and all that stuff, because new age dogma is a whole thing that needs to be dispensed with. And um, hopefully, I'm sure all my audience are pretty good with this and find it off-putting anyway, and we've talked about it before. But it's a, whole, it's a whole reason why people are quite scared of that term new age. I think it's because it's another religious dogma like all of the others, and it's another one that's gonna collapse. But yeah, that's that your summation is basically how I see it, which is you've got these patriarchal religions which have left no room for women. Um, but like I do believe that Mary Magdalene was like she completely deleted from the Bible and called a whore and all of this stuff. Um and uh the burqa and the niqab is is absolutely horrible. That stuff is is going now, I think. And it's a result of humanity becoming more connected and having social media, which is this double-edged sword. They tried to make it a prison for us, but everyone can talk to each other now. So you can't really keep us in that prison. Um, so it's an interesting time. It's a great time to be alive. I'm really optimistic uh, about this next year, having had so many years that where they really, really, you know, pummeled us with the lockdowns and everything it was it was a horrible few years we've all had and I just don't see it happening going forward they were trying to prevent the awakening they, that's the ultimate goal was to attempt to get people to not awaken and keep you from opening your third eye and seeing beyond the veil and that's unstoppable it's an unstoppable force and that's what's occurred anyway so you put a bunch of people in lockdown and isolation, and you're going to have a lot of spontaneous spiritual awakenings, because that's actually what they did. They didn't inadvertently, they actually probably got more people to awaken, because the idea was to keep you six feet apart from anyone else who could possibly be um, awakened enough to affect you. Because when you're within six feet of the heart field, the heart um, emits a frequency of six feet. And so if you're around an awakened conscious person, you may start to, your cells can start to spontaneously awaken just by being in proximity to them. But I also feel that if you energetically encounter someone, even online, because I what I was hearing as you were talking was that we've actually upgraded the technology ourselves because we are more powerful than the technology that they created. And so we as starseeds, the galactic awakened starseeds, our energy can affect you even through online, even through social media. So interacting with someone even energetically, they're very close to you because they're right on your screen. And so it actually can awaken people. And we have like TikTok and we have all these apps that were probably designed for the opposite reason of what actually happened, which is a mass awakening that you may think, oh, it's not that many people that are awakened, but I feel it's many more than were five years ago. And it is reaching critical mass. And that is what 
birthed us into this galactic golden age because that's what I call it. It's not really a new age. It's a galactic golden age. Um, there's a couple other messages, but I wanted to, I'm not sure where we're going to go. So we'll there's see. A, we'll see. There's a lot of places to go. I kind of want to smuggle in aliens before we forget, because it's been in the news recently. And I sent you a message about this, that Tucker Carlson, I'll read out the quote because I've got it here. He says that he's very scared of aliens. And I actually think that, this is one of the next big agendas is and this like the entire history of Hollywood is basically built to get you scared of aliens and thinking that they're going to blow up the White House and take over and all of that. And um, bless Tucker. He's been great on some issues and not so great on others. And on this one, I think he's being used as part of the agenda because this quote is the second thing that bothers me is the UFO story. If you talk to people who have actual knowledge of it, that they've gathered themselves, there are parts of this story that I do not understand at all that are really, really, really dark. There's a spiritual component there that I don't fully understand. That story bothers me. So th thoughts on that? That sounds like word salad. Some something people like to say about my tweets, but that that is uh, the definition of word salad because I feel like he just put a bunch of buzzwords into a couple sentences, and to make aliens and spirituality connected in some way, that's interesting. That's an interesting tactic um, because I actually feel like what I was going to say about what's happening with everyone who is releasing religious dogma, um, we're actually the only race of beings, human beings, that look different from each other. So all the other alien, alien, all the other extraterrestrial beings, the Pleiadians, they all look the same. The Arcturians look the same. The, um, the Andromedans look the same. The human race, we're the only ones who are different races, colors, whatever. And that's an experimental thing. So that was actually done on purpose to see if we could coexist if we could achieve unity consciousness by not looking the same as each other and i feel like that experiment has run amok and has actually gotten to us to where we are today and if you think of us as being seeded by other beings that are not necessarily in the light like anunnaki reptilian beings they're they were trying to get us to destroy each other for their own sake of experimentation just to see what would happen and so we're actually just playing right into their hand and if you can rise up and out of what you've been programmed to do which it's all been a big program you can achieve unity consciousness and look at everyone as the same because ultimately we are all the same it doesn't matter what level of consciousness someone else is in what color they are or anything or what religion they are we're all the same we are just at different levels of consciousness but mm. you at one time your soul was a baby soul was also where other people are in our same race so when you think of yourself on a soul level that gets you to rise up and out of your human ego and that's that's what we're attempting to do to basically wake up from our state as avatars and be the soul that knows that you are an avatar on this earth and that this is not who you actually are. Hmm. Well, I was I was highlighting certain words in that because I feel like he's misunderstood the situation massively, and there's key reasons for it. Um, I'll I'll just find it. Um, sorry, I've got to scroll up to see exactly what it was. 
Um, yeah, so there's a spiritual component there that I don't fully understand. It was basically that he has no direct experience of this and he's going to other people asking, well, what's the truth about aliens? And that's kind of, it's always been his job is journalist go and ask people questions. And the whole nature of spirituality is that it comes from within. And that was the whole deal with the lockdowns and all of this other stuff that we've all been going through is that the great lesson is you have to learn to trust yourself rather than, what the TV is saying, what the mass media is saying, and what everyone around you and your friends and family is saying. That was the great lesson of it. And it continues to be the great lesson of it because you kept keep being served false narratives and false messiahs and stuff like that. It's all built to send you inward so that you can learn this lesson that you don't trust out there before you trust in here and i believe that is what mr tucker carlson is getting wrong because he's desperately looking for the answer out there or at least it looks like he is from from the fact that he's scared of aliens because that's i haven't drawn that conclusion the more that i actually look into the alien phenomena the more it inspires me yes and he is probably referring to something that he heard i don't feel like he's had direct experience with extraterrestrials because the fact of calling them aliens anyway it kind of puts you in the category of ones that you might be afraid of them because you're already using the terminology that is separate that is alien is someone separate from me and so right because really we are the extraterrestrials we are the aliens and I use aliens as a friendly term of endearment actually because it doesn't, there's nothing to fear with the extraterrestrial beings if you have direct connection to them through yourself, which I've done channeling them for a very long time. And so there, to me, whatever he's even referring to probably is a psyop, op, some type of a, a operation, false agenda for him to be even as scared of them at all. Because I don't, I feel like most everything we see on TV is on some level false because it is a big um, show because we're watching it through a screen so anything you see over a screen you have to ask yourself is that real or am I watching an actor because I've always said politics is another Hollywood and it's basically exactly the same it's just for people who look like regular people they don't look like famous people like Hollywood but politics is just exactly the same so it, yeah and I feel like they've prop this is doing some weird thing. Yeah, do we know what that is? So it's like a glitch in the system. Okay. Well, it's been doing it on all my Zoom meetings. That's why I switched my my new booking to something different because this is not what you want when you're having a psychic reading. I'm enjoying maybe it. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. No, it's a bit, um, it's a bit distracting that, but um, it's, it's like in the mood. It's strange. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like a lot of what what we're seeing is false and what Tucker believes is real. He's probably not understanding that he's buying right into what they want him to say and think. I believe that there's an extensive false light narrative emerging, which doesn't actually make sense if you believe that the Earth is the shape that we believe the Earth is. Um, and this is it's. It kind of the more that I look and use my eyes, the more that direct experience says that the horizon is horizontal and water always finds its level and that the sun and the moon look like they're the same size rather than 
being a ridiculous amount of distance away. And to be honest, I am not even sure that the moon exists as an object. I know that we definitely didn't go there. And I think I do believe that certainly this whole thing that's spearheaded by Elon Musk, he's sort of the head of this, like he's freed Twitter and all of this, but it all relies on like the moon landing being real and outer space being real. Um, and that's essentially not my understanding of things. And I'm very drawn to um, like, I, I really like the movie Signs. And I've also read the book the, of the Mothman prophecies, but I haven't seen the film. But both of them basically play with the idea that angels, demons, aliens, we're all dealing with the same concept, just in different time periods. So what's dressed up as aliens now in a former time was understood as demons. Right. And it's good that you brought that up because that's the elephant in the room is that none of it, none of it actually makes sense if we don't live on a globe Earth and if there is no outer space, because outer space is a misconception and it's not real. And so the moon and the sun, and from my understanding, are portals and they're lights in the sky and they are not actually objects at all. And so everything that you're hearing about solar flares, about light codes coming from that the sun in that particular way is not accurate because that's not it can't possibly be because we don't actually know what the sun is other than it's a light in the sky and to me it's a portal but the actual light codes that we're getting are coming from the inner earth coming from the crystalline sun and the crystalline sun is not the same as the sun that we think of as uh, the one that we see every day. And I actually don't believe that we're even seeing that. I feel like that's an old timeline. I think we're actually seeing the crystalline white sun because it's much brighter than it used to be. It's not it the is. same color. And then we have the aquamarine sun in the inner earth, which is like a crystal, uh, a different type of crystal that is giving us upgrades, that is also powering the Pleiadians in the inner earth and the elementals. And we are getting those codes, the ones of us who are on this awakened timeline to believe that we are star seeds or elementals incarnated in human bodies. And so, right, it takes a very far left turn from the mainstream narrative that is extremely limiting and it's still playing in the matrix. Mm. And, I, and there's an enormous sort of UFO culture. There is a huge UFO culture, and I've never been drawn to it at all, the UFOlogy stuff. Um, but I know that it's absolutely massive. And, like, you know, God bless the people that are looking into the government documents about Roswell. I'm, I'm kind of all here for that. But I'm aware that there is an absolutely enormous ecosystem for that, which I believe has probably been well-funded, to push people in a certain direction and mold their beliefs. And you've mentioned a whole bunch of other things and you often regularly do in your tweets and other messages that I believe has no culture like this. And let's talk about like the existence of fairies because <laughs> there ain't no culture for that. I have found a little podcast <laughs> called the Modern Fairy Sightings Podcast, which is run by this woman who I think had an experience when she was very young that she's never been able to forget I think her sister was there with her. So they both had this and they weren't able to forget it. And she sought out other people who bravely want to say, yeah, I can't be honest about this with anyone because they'll think I'm crazy, but I want to talk about what I think I saw. And, you know, 
why is there such a huge UFO culture for that? Whereas the fairy thing is really, that's really considered laughable. I'm all well, about the fairy thing. Because the fairies are more feminine energy. The oh. fairies are more empress feminine energy that are connected to the earth and the Gaia. And so we're still in the tail end of the age of patriarchy masculinity, which masculine energy would be UFOs in the sky, unidentified flying objects. And to me, I just look at everything in terms of energy and we have the masculine is going to be, oh, we're either going to be angry about it. We're going to be fearful about it. We're going to be um, concerned about it. But with fairies, it's there's not this heightened um, raw power energy that you think of, like you think of a UFO. Fairies are friendly, um, sweet, innocent, you could say, or mischievous or whatever, but they're not they don't elicit these type of very low vibration emotions that the UFO community can elicit. And so as we move into a more divine feminine energy, the fairies will probably start to get more recognition. But we as a society have to be much more soft in order to recognize them. Mm, I mean, and it... I, I think we mentioned this before, but Edgar Casey used to have regular fairy sightings all over his property. And everyone who worked for Edgar Casey would see them because they were all in that vibration alignment to see the fairies. Yeah, I think it's worth um, like it sounds preposterous and fanciful and ridiculous in 2023. But I think it's really only 120 to 150 years ago where this would have been much more of a topic of conversation than extraterrestrials would have. This was kind of the norm that you were working with and probably more so the further you go back. That's when you would have got like I know you get sort of fake alien abduction stuff back then you had the cottingley fairies i think they were called the cottingley fairies where they um cut out uh little pictures of mm -hmm. fairies these photos of them but that was what could fool people back then because that was that was the understanding and yeah i'm fascinated by how uh tolkien right back through to the arthurian legends they've all got the same mythical beasts even game of thrones today has the same mythical beasts um, and nobody invented them, but there's many, many stories of sightings of them. Right, because, well, we only started having aliens come into play when we had TV. So I don't feel like anybody knew about extraterrestrials until the invention of technology like the TV to show us that there were abductions or Roswell or anything like that. And to have this mass hysteria over Roswell, I don't actually, I drove through Roswell as someone who is pretty connected to energy, I didn't feel anything driving through Roswell. It felt like I was in a theme park, if anything. And so I will just say the whole entire movement of UFOs and everyone who's so interested in that are probably all being deceived on a high level. And that's probably a lot to admit that all your research is just leading you in circles and loops, because that's exactly the point of it, because they want everyone to actually believe that that's what's real and not actually what's real, which is that we've always had aliens coming in and out of portals. And not only through, you know, we think of the sun and the moon as a portal, there are also these locations that are soft spots. And especially like Sedona, the vortexes, the Mount Chasta, and different locations all over the earth where it's softer. And the ships 
or the vehicles or whatever we want to say they are can come through. And that's why people see them in the sky. And that's why people see them walking around among them and then they disappear or whatever it is because people have had so many sightings. And I do believe that that is true. I do believe they suppress the amount of sightings and everything because that would be news events all the time because that's how often it occurs. It's just the news does not air those stories because they want to have control of the narrative. No, I found um, some telegram channels last year that were covering crop circles as they happened. And because drones are so good now and crop circles occur in hot spots, they occur at predictable times of the year in predictable locations. And people have moved there because of that. Um, and I didn't see a lot of videos of crafts, um, but I did. I saw huge numbers of really beautiful crop circles. And that's what they are. They're beautiful. And that's what they're supposed to be, which is why the ooh, scary, scary alien narrative, it really it really doesn't work because it's actually all quite playful while being um, complex. It's like mathematically complex. So it's sort of brings about this profound sense of wonder and the people that um that i trust on this that i've asked have said that that's exactly what they are supposed to do they're supposed to just light up this feeling of wonder to go oh wow we're not alone that's literally what they're for about yeah. it's pleiadians doing the crop circles a lot of them and there was a time they were doing pinwheels they do a lot of sacred geometry shapes they do a lot of whatever our subconscious needs to see in order to awaken to itself because we are the Pleiadians. We are the extraterrestrials doing, leaving these signs for ourselves, signs, your movie. And mm -hmm. it's like, that feels to me like um, similar to the fairy energy because it's earth energy, it's Gaia. So you have crop circles that are happening on the earth. That's not as exciting as, you know, UFOs from outer space coming and the beings coming to attack us. It's a charged narrative instead of what the actual truth is, which is much more kind of subtle feminine energy that's just subtle. The sign is subtle. It's not right in your face and it's not meant to scare you. It's meant to exactly give you a sense of play and wonder and wake you up. Yeah, again, again, this is all about going inward. And even the guys that do study the sort of declassified CIA documents and that, I've always found that the the maybe it's just where I'm drawn to, but the rabbit holes that actually like light up in my mind is sort of you've got your MK Ultra mind control stuff, but it's all it all points towards channeling basically and there are people that do this for dark reasons and it's very well documented and they have sort of black robe rituals and we know that hollywood goes to that level but that's what they're doing um is there's channeling and summoning um which just doesn't fit into this outer space narrative at all i think whichever way you look it heads towards demons down below or aliens and actually we should talk about possession more broadly because i think it basically affects everybody or pretty much everybody or you'll have tons of interactions in your daily life where you're dealing with people who are possessed and it's one weird thing that religion actually gets right but it's completely forgotten because i don't hear any christians like in 2023 actually talking about demonic possession properly um whereas like 
I don't know, it's just my full understanding of it. All through my life, I've met people and then come to this understanding that, yeah, they got a demon in them. This whole thing is real. And I think our culture has completely neglected this and just not taught people about it. And it's really dangerous because this, right. is, this is so important. If you, if you say demonic or if you say the word demons or demonic possession, you have something wrong with you. It's like if, if someone is seeing demons they will diagnose you with a personality disorder. They'll diagnose you with schizophrenia because you can't even say the word demonic without you having something wrong with you. That's society's standards anyway in America. That's what I've noticed. And right, but the thing is, if anyone drinks alcohol, for the time they're drinking alcohol, they're possessed by the spirits. And that's something to know. And it's about how they get into your vessel and how when you lower your vibrational frequency, especially through drinking alcohol, you're allowing demonic possession to take a hold of you. And, and it could happen with any number of ways. If you agree to inject yourself, for example, with something, I won't go into that. I think people know what I'm saying. It's like you are agreeing to let something inhabit your vessel that you probably don't want to. And it's, it's, a, it's a disconnect. It's about how sovereign are you and how conscious are you? And when you're not sovereign and you're not conscious, you can unknowingly allow these beings in. And what's going to happen is it's the Agent Smith effect for the ones of us who are awakened. When someone is an Agent Smith to you, that's because there's something working through them to get them to get you to go back into the program and back into the matrix. And, and I feel like that's how we guard ourselves against becoming Agent Smiths ourselves are the ones who are sovereign. We don't do anything that's going to lower your vibrational frequency knowingly. Like I personally don't drink. I haven't had a drink in four years or longer. And um, because I know what could happen if I do. And it's kind of one of those things where you just have to be really alert to yourself and to what could potentially happen for you if you let your guard down? Mm. Yeah, I think it's a combo of very clean living and radical honesty, because I think uh, if you leave out that radical honesty, you've basically got nothing. There are like loads of people that do the, you know, health freak lifestyle, but haven't sorted out any of, they don't tell the truth in their lives. And I yeah. think you're basically asleep if you're still doing that but those are those are really the big two um that I think I think that that protects you from the lies of the tv and and all these psyops and stuff because you just you just open up other senses you become attuned to stuff and you can't be fooled in the same way but um like even if I think back to triggering people on Facebook, which started as a bit of fun, like in 2013, I'd get in these little arguments and and it was just kind of banter. And then by 2017, it's really, really serious. And by 2019, I can't even live in the same city anymore because people want to thump me um, because I have said stuff and it's triggered them. And I believe that they were all possessed. Sorry to say it. It's happened to me too. I've been triggered and I've been possessed. But that's essentially what's happening is when someone says like, how dare you? I'm offended. They're refusing to look at their shadow and they're projecting that on you. Well, that's been my basic understanding of it. And that's why 
it's been a tough couple of years for any or a tough life for anyone who's this who's got this thing about them that um that can't put up with lies and yeah it comes from training yourself to tell the truth and very clean living as well like eat a lot of fruit and veg and drink a lot of water yeah and and not be offended by anything nothing offends me I'm not offended by anyone. If I go on Twitter, I don't go on to anyone else's tweets to write that I disagree with what they're saying. If I disagree with what they're saying, I continue scrolling on because it's none of my business and I'm, I have nothing to say. And I let people be. And I feel like a lot of the offendedness, like when people get offended by something or triggered by something, that's because something is working through you because you're out of control of yourself. Once you've allowed your production response to take a hold to the point where you're writing a response to somebody like that, um, wherever they're doing it, or right to your face, if it's in person, you know, you've lost control of yourself because really there, there is no reason to project that. It's more about letting everyone be in whatever level of consciousness they prefer. And it takes a pretty ascended being to... To operate that way but I feel like that's what we all are becoming our ascended beings who are awakened and the ones that aren't you can really clearly see because they'll be quickly easily offended the only people who can continue that fight and that sort of belligerence right going out and looking for the for the duality essentially the left right or there's one side or another side and going out and looking for the fight like it's exhausting you know I've done politics for four years and the conclusion I, I reached it a long time ago that both sides are full of liars but um but it's you you cannot continue in that world unless you just want to make money and you're sort of just driven by that and you can actually just harvest clicks all day and say things that are going to outrage people because it will drive traffic your way like honestly if you've got your life together and you've healed your trauma you can't do that it exhausts you it exhausts your soul um you can't put up with being near that energy and so and so that's my yeah certainly my thing going into 2024 is that like it's too exhausting to look directly at all of those problems. It's they they're going away anyway. So we've got to get in the habit of um, focusing on that which inspires us. That's right. And I feel like 2024 is the end of the spiritual narcissist as well. So there's something that's very also it's another operating tactic where it's energy harvesting of those that are attempting to heal that are going to people who are siphoning their energy and not actually al allowing them to heal themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of spiritual narcissists that have come on the scene. And I don't know if I just noticed them more so this year, but it seems that way that they're offering you something, but they're preying on you. And it's this sense of like very energy vampire type of um, guru energy exchange. And it's not really an exchange. It's kind of someone sitting up here saying they have all the answers for you and taking all the energy of everyone underneath them that's coming to them for help. Mm. And it's really not what the age of Aquarius is about. And I feel like that's what the age of Aquarius is trying to empower everyone on an individual level. And it's not, and it's about honoring your own intuition and not looking outside of yourself, even to a, someone who looks like a leader that looks like they have all the answers because that's likely a facade. Trick. Mm. 
Yeah, so I so everyone's familiar with the Masonic pyramid on the dollar bill, right? I Everyone... kept seeing a pyramid as I was talking. Yeah. Well, and this, yeah, yeah. It, it's very key to everything and the symbolism of everything is because everything in this false inverted matrix has basically been a pyramid structure with some Rothschilds here. Um, and and it's energy being siphoned upwards through your taxes and having to work these long hours and basically being a slave. And it's all to serve these people at the top. And there's everyone trying to climb this ladder as well. But that has been the whole structure and people have had enough. And that whole structure is crumbling. But as it crumbles, you're going to get a lot of people trying to build their own sort of pyramid structures. So get wise to people offering things. I have watched a couple of YouTube videos recently um, about Zoom cults. And these are all new age things, right? We talked about this the other day about you, like you get it in breath work. You'll get it in the twin flames stuff quite famously. There's any of these modalities, you'll get it where... Um, you've got a guru at the top and they're doing this session um, where you're all on the Zoom session. So these thrived during lockdown because there was nothing else to do. Everyone's getting in touch with themselves, figuring out spirituality. They don't know what to do. So they go on Google and they find someone that seems to know what they're talking about. They join their Zoom circle with, let's say, eight, 12 other people or whatever and they do the exercises, the breath work or whatever it is, um, week on week. And these people are bonded by a cult mentality, which is like, we're awakened and everyone else is a sheep. No one else is going through what we're going through. We're the only people that are actually doing the work and working on ourselves and are on this ascended level. Um, and they would all overshare with these people that they didn't really know. They only knew them through the Zoom calls, but then they would share things, really vulnerable things that you don't actually want getting out there. And then the person at the top has that as leverage over you. And week on week, they're offering higher prices and more products and more courses and this. And I think that this has been replicated thousands and thousands of times by thousands and thousands of people since 2020. I think this is a really recent phenomenon. And I think people need to wise up to it because everyone's got to get spiritual, but there's so many traps. Right. And it's a reptilian thing. Mm. I'll just say that's where the last remaining reptilians are not so uh, secretly hiding mm. because that's what they've created for themselves are these little little groups. And so, right, be alert to that. Because you said replicated, and I thought you were going to say reptilian because I was about to say it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, it is a, it's a service to self-structure, basically. Everybody, I think every, not guru, but spiritual person at all, content creator, whatever you want to call them, on um, YouTube, because there's plenty that I've watched over the years. But I wouldn't trust anyone that's not saying trust yourself first. And if it doesn't resonate, you know, bin it. It kind of works on that. You know, you're finding your way through by going, yeah, I kind of like what that person's saying. And you should be playing pick and mix. Um, but hopefully and I'll just say, yeah, and I'll just say I have had a very big following for a very long time. I'm not comfortable doing large groups. I'm not comfortable doing Zoom calls for more than even one-on-one -on -one because that's just never been my energy. I've never been comfortable doing it. I've never been drawn into doing it. So it takes someone, and I want to say this, 
because I didn't start out trying to get a very big following. I started out getting messages and having to share the messages or I'd get tremendous anxiety in my body. I needed to get the messages out and that's how they came through. I had no idea. I had OnlyFans. That's what I was doing on the side to make money. And it's like in the light, I was doing as much, you know, just photos, whatever, but I was not trying to build a mass following. I was not trying to be a spiritual guru. And I still never have had that be my MO. I just started doing these messages and doing readings and it grew however it grew. But I um, see people who are out to actually mislead you and get energy harvesting going from people and that's their MO. And it really irks me because it's not the way of true Jesus, Mary Magdalene spirituality, which is very humble servant energy. And so that look for that. That's what I want to say. I can talk on that one too, because I've run an open telegram group, right? Where it's basically, if you watch my channel, here's the link to it. Come and chat, come and meet the gang and you invite anyone in and you get a couple of moderators and they're really on your side it's like whoever the two people are in there who are the most active you'll probably give them moderator privileges and they will start banning people that say nasty things about you and then you've got a cult you've literally made a cult that quickly and it happened to me and like yeah i'm still good friends with one of the mods not so much the other one because she was a super fan and it was my first experience of this thing happening right um where people are really attached to you because they're living this um vicarious life where they're watching you every day but you don't have a clue who they are so they really think that you're their friend um now because of what i was doing and because of what i guess who i am that makes me very uncomfortable and when i realized it was a problem i shut it down and that's not how i run things anymore there has to be a certain divide between your channel and you can't just have an open house. You can't have an open door to anyone um, because you'll get stalkers and harassment. And and the other end of the spectrum, yeah, you get people that hate you and people that love you. So lock that. Right. Um, but what I learned more key, keenly than anything was that I'm actually a rarity in that that made me uncomfortable in that environment. And that most of the people that you might consider my peers in this sort of YouTube talking about the politics realm, um, they didn't do that. They And they'd been doing it for years, right? This made me uncomfortable within a month or a couple of months. Um, they have been doing this for years where they have a chat group where anyone that has anything negative to say will get banned and they form a cult. And I'm saying there are so many of these. Um, but the the good people, not to toot my own horn, but I felt a natural revulsion to that. But the big lesson was, okay, not everyone does. A lot of people will embrace that because that's how they're feeding off people's energy. And that's what right. they're doing. They're feeding, they're, they're being vampires. That's the difference. And it's because, you know, we don't start out trying to get a mass amount of people to follow us. And I feel like that's that's the very big difference is that they thrive the more people that are attracted to them. Whereas to me, actually gave me a lot of anxiety. It gave me a lot of uh, making sure that I get messages out because I feel like now I have people that need to hear them on a regular basis. And it's not about me whatsoever. It's about the messages as always. And I feel like there's a total difference where if someone is actually 
more about them, then their messages are going to be um, continue to book with me, continue to do my sessions with me, continue to do these group calls. I never promote anything that I do. If I do, it's very small, like written in the bottom of a post so that I offer that even offer sessions because that's not really the point of what I do. And I feel um, also I was getting that, um, you know, it feels like as we go, um, more people are going to have to get messages through that are very afraid to deliver them because the ones who actually have what we need to hear are the ones who are getting a lot of fear prior to getting online, getting on video and or sharing at all. It's the ones who are the real ones actually feel the opposite of charged up to come on to deliver messages, but they actually feel like afraid to. And that's because you really needed. Well, I'm not surprised by that because um, I'm doing my sort of end of the year video at the moment. And the last 18 months of most of my video content, I've wanted it to be about like music that I love and people that are speaking out and um, and interviews with people I find inspiring in that. But there've been so many shitbag crooks that I've had to tell the story of these people that are deceiving of the freedom movement over and over and over again. <laughs> and um, I forget where I was going to take that, actually. You can leave it's in. Okay. Um, sorry, why was I talking about the shitbags and why? It, yeah, it's it's the last of them reptilians. I've lost my train of thought on that one. I feel like that's it. Then that's what they do is they'll, the archons come in to get us to lose our train of thought. <laughs> Cause I almost did too. And it's exactly that. It's that feeling of we're trying to tell the ones that are coming up now that haven't maybe been able to speak yet that we're, that we're, we're needing to hear their voice. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Thanks for reminding me that um, all of these people that I've seen are like, they're hungry for fame and they're hungry for attention, but that's essentially, they're just hungry for this void space, which is the result of some sort of extreme trauma and all sorts of stuff. There's no healing gone on. So they need yeah. to be constantly filling this void. And the fact is like, it's opened up in, um, what you would call that truther thing it's not just the mainstream media but it's or everyone who's trying to get your attention to tell you the truth as well is still operating from this place which is hungry for more attention and more clicks and i'm sure i'm like susceptible to it but i'm also remarkably chill i don't i used to have that pressure that people wanted to hear me. This is back in the sort of super fan days. I did a live stream every single day for two hours. And I actually came up at one point with, I think, five hours of extra content every day, just like interesting music playlists and sort of stuff to do for people in lockdown because the people need me. But that was just a sort of, that was not a good, healthy relationship to be in. Um, so now I will do a video when it's ready. And when I feel like it, and it's interesting that like Laura's very blatantly divinely guided because it's kind of front and center in your message. But I don't really get to talk about this often is that I get exactly the same anxiety that you described about all of my videos. Every video that I've made on my channel over this period, it's been it comes in as an idea, which I believe is from up there. I don't believe it's from my great brain in here. I believe in the muse sort of theory rather than you being a born genius um so ideas 
kind of come in I've got a certain responsibility to do what I've been doing because I see that no one else is going to do it and I feel that heavy anxiety until the video's out and it's so strange because it's not my job it's not like yeah people do tip me and stuff but like it's not actually how I earn money it's just my calling and at this point it is I know what the next sort of three four videos are going to be and it's not me sitting down and totting up what would be a good idea or what would be expedient or even what anyone else is going to be interested in like I don't really care I just have the next idea and I have yeah. this quite massive anxiety until it's done because you're a paradigm shifter because I get that too because we, we shift the paradigm with our messages and it's usually something that's pushing the envelope every single time so mm. I tend to not have just frivolous messages they're kind of directed at exactly what needs to happen to push the paradigm forward. So they're not typically what anybody else is saying out loud. They're going to be something that goes against the program belief. They're going to be something that not any other spiritual person is saying. And so, yes, I get anxiety and fear all the time because I know I'm, I'm pushing the envelope, but that's what I've always been guided to do. And I've been guided to do that by the Pleiadians who just think it's um, a big game and know that we're going into unity consciousness anyway and there's nothing to really fear or be afraid of and we've done this many many times but I get a lot of um, support from being on a twin flame journey and I'm especially in the beginning I had a lot of support from my divine masculine who would push me to do these very outrageous videos but um yeah and even now it's kind of funny um occasionally and I don't know that he even knows that he does this but he still pushes me forward so it is one of these things where when you're a twin flame you do have kind of a secret superpower of having another person that you know okay well this person loves me unconditionally no matter what I do or say so I love myself unconditionally no matter what I do or say and I'm gonna share what needs to be said because I know I have the right intention doing it and that's kind of my thought process in a nutshell yeah and it's and it's interesting because it's not fitting into a box thing it's when you phrase it like that it's kind of sounds all clowny and silly but i don't think you can overstate the the hugeness of this concept which is the difference between duality and unity um and this is hard stuff to get your head around really this 3d to 5d like conversation but this is my understanding is that up there it's all one and this realm this fallen realm that is described right at the beginning of the bible um that we have fallen into has masculine adam feminine eve split into two and as you said with uh, humans being the only creatures that look completely different from one another we have been in this experiment of extreme polarity where now like because politics is my area you've basically got a civil war on every front whether it's the gender stuff whether it's the race stuff whether it's the trans stuff whether it's um like the immigration stuff or whatever you've got a civil war on absolutely every topic and that to me is proof that the the duality experiment is has basically been stretched as far as it possibly can I'm personally exhausted of it, and I believe that that's where we're moving to, which is where you do just sort of, you go, I'm not actually on the team anymore because I, I can see that there's so much wrong with both, and I'm just sort of floating around up here doing what I do, being all holy. 
Um, yeah. So, so yeah, when you talk, because I've had great trouble fitting into a box. I've basically, I put myself on the internet. I said, hi, my name's Nick. I lost all my friends over politics on Facebook. So I'm here to make some new ones. And within about three to six months, I had people that hated my guts like I've never seen before because I wasn't fitting into a very specific box that I never said I was going to fit into. Um, and that has been going on for for like four years at this point. And that's just my great theory of what's going on. It's like, yeah, because we're headed to unity consciousness. You're not supposed to hit fit in a box. You're supposed to play with all of these things, play with like, what do you want to be? It doesn't work like that anymore. And And you're being fully authentic. And when you're actually being fully authentic, you're polarizing. Because authenticity is polarizing. It's not fitting into a box. It's not being liked. Oh, and so, so if people are attempting to just be liked and fit in, then you're not going to get, you're not going to attract any. So someone said this, I saw this, I, cause I want to credit the person. His name is Julian something, but I, I, he, he said this, that you're not going to ever be loved or hated if you're simply trying to be liked. But when you're authentic, you're going to be loved and hated because you're polarizing. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, one of my great friends that I sort of got red pilled with, we seemed to be going on this journey pre 2020 before all the real mad shit happened. And yeah, he was my best friend through that period. And um, that, and it was the word nice was our word that we were like, that is a dangerous word. Some of the most dangerous people we know are nice. They're just nice. They're just yeah. nice because they don't have an opinion on anything. They're not passionate about anything. They would never actually stand up in any situation. If someone had like, if you were threatened, they would not leap in for you because that's what these people are. They don't sort of, uh, and I think that's what we've now seen is these are people that will, they want to be told what to do and what to think next. So yeah, a few years ago, we spotted that niceness, even though I consider myself very nice, like everyone in my personal i'm not nasty to anyone that i actually meet i think you're real i think there's a thing about you can be real you don't have to be nice be real and that's what i feel like is happening with the ones that are exposing themselves is that they're trying to be nice but but you can see all of this running in the background that's about to just explode because they're holding in their realness they're holding in the realness which is Whatever it is that probably is their shadow that's so huge. It's like, this is what I do as an energy reader. I can just see someone who is placating you nice on the surface, but their entire aura is dark because it's like their shadow wants to come out. And really, once you've integrated your shadow, it's like what I was saying with doing OnlyFans, that used to be a very embarrassing shadow side of me that I kept secret. And it just did push-ups in the background. Because, you know, and now I don't care if I say it because it's out there. I mean, who, it, but the thing is when you have something that you yourself are embarrassed about or that you think is shameful, it's going to run the show until you integrate it and you start to lead, not necessarily lead with it, but it's not a secret or a shadow. I've always known since I went public on the internet that this kind of stuff would catch up with you. And I don't even know how I knew this. I guess it's just sort of the higher guidance tucked away in the back. But there was a voice saying, like, you realize that if you 
have any dark skeletons, anything that you're hiding away that you don't want your audience to know, and you're out here saying, I'm Mr. Authentic, I'm Mr. Truther, follow me because you can trust in me, but you have this thing, it will manifest in your output at some point. It will become a thing that is too big for you to be able to run from. Uh, so I haven't had any of that because I've been kind of relentlessly honest. Um, but also that is the habit that you're, you're supposed to get into. Um, but well, that, and it's, it's yeah. about being honest with yourself because a lot of times you won't know what your own shadow is, but it's projected outward and energy readers can see it. Maybe not everybody else walking the streets, but, but it's going to project itself somewhere in your reality and it's going to be very known to everyone at some point. And uh, to the point of I've seen people now, they've made their accounts private. Like they are hiding something because they aren't ready yet to integrate their shadow. It's typically the ones who have private accounts in some way. Like that's them saying to you, I'm not ready yet to integrate my shadow. That is, that is interesting. And it is interesting that like you can't navigate this... Um this big collapse of the new world order or whatever we are going to call it apocalypse again um, without going inward. It's all an inward journey because what you attract into your life is just a reflection of that stuff. So you might say there's, there's war and all these other issues, but it's about where you're putting your attention because they're throwing all this stuff at you so that it builds that narrative and so that you're not building something as a magical creator because that's what we're here to do we are here to be magicians in the true sense which means that you have ideas from the heavens or you see things up there and then they get manifested down here into reality through physical practical action but you can't do that when you're hypnotized and you're just a slave of someone else's thing so that's why i'm very passionate about these terms like magician yeah that's why i have my wand oh nice <laughs> because where are the magicians creating the new reality <laughs> i don't know it all seems so so silly um, i'm happy for people to think it's silly because that's actually fine that protects that protects the messages for the ones who don't want to take it seriously keep thinking that because that's probably a good thing for me and for everyone else who's actually awake but right, I also wanted to say they may also have multiple accounts. So it's not just a private account thing. If you have an integrated shadows, you tend to not be whole in your being and you end up being fragmented in some way. So it's the people who have, you know, a personal and a business and a this account. And it's like merge them all together into one very powerful being who you actually are. And that, and see if that changes your reality. That's just a little helpful tip for people because it will force you to be real and authentic and not keep yourself in multiple boxes. That's really interesting because I think that the matrix demands that you don't do that, that you are, you have to have a professional persona, your like LinkedIn profile, right? You need your office self. Right. And then you have yourself where you go home and like, and you cry because it's not all that, but you put on a brave face for the office. Um, and you certainly do not like let anyone know what your opinions are on Twitter. It's so funny. I've spoken to two women this week who've been fired for their Twitter profiles. Obviously, they've become friends with me through Twitter. Well, of course. Well, but, that's that's a shame for for them, but that's like the thought police. That no, reminds it's, me. It's it, still I mean, true. 
it's sort of not a shame because the same thing happened to me in 2019. And even in the moment when it happened, like, I, cause I, I guess I was already kind of switched on and, and getting a bit of higher guidance by that point. Um, everything was saying, yep, yeah, meant to be absolutely. You're not meant to be here anymore. So anyone who's got yeah. fired for um, a thought crime, that's great. You've you're a baby bird that's been kicked out of the nest and you're about to learn how to fly. That's, that's true. It's, it's, it's like tough love because it's really, more shame of the reality of the matrix is how I feel about that. If they're getting fired for a Twitter, I, I have heard that that happens, but yeah, it makes sense because yeah. you can't speak your truth if it goes against the person you're working for, for example. Yeah. Well, I That's think why that... the, the new earth is made up of everyone who pretty much is going to be self motivated, not working for anyone else. It, it tends to be the rebels tends to be the ones that are already outside the box mm. yeah so. i mean i, I was going to mention it earlier that if you follow this sort of um everyone must think the same and and do the same and be logged um trajectory to its end point you get this gray alien timeline where everyone and yeah it was when you mentioned polarity is authenticity um and that's why you get all this mad gender confusion at the moment is because that you know oh men are soy boys or they're toxic or women are this or that it's it's all just an attack on the massive polarity between masculine and feminine um, and people embodying those two roles in their sort of heightened form. The opposite to that is your grey alien thing, which is no individuality um, and just grey sludge on the Wally scooters, right? Um, and that's why, yeah, this polarity thing is is so crucial. Um, and that's also, uh, I think, why you do need to watch out for this strange sort of Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson doom wing because it is all based around ai you know he's a elon musk is a big big ai man and this is bad stuff and i don't I can't get any more complicated with the Neuralink. but anyone who's involved in that just no don't go there you should be walking in the woods instead of getting your latest you know digital watch which is only an inch removed from the literal mark of the beast yeah it's it's all technological it's all very cold technology and it disconnects you from your divine connection hmm. that yes. we are meant to find and you can't find it throughout outside technology you can use technology if you want to if you want to wear an apple watch just my feeling is you do that with awareness and not feel like you're giving your power away to it and how great it is if it you know it's just consciousness yeah, it is actually. I was going to say this earlier is that there doesn't actually have to be this great battle between like man and machine or man versus computer, because as long as man is steering the machine, it's all fine. And the example of this is the chess computers. Basically, it kind of works in tandem. So you've got the world's greatest chess players and then they invent a computer that gets better and better at chess until it can beat the world's best chess player. Um, but that gets better if you get two of these chess computers matched up against each other but one of them has a programmer who's allowed to do stuff a human that's actually at the helm then he wins again he can beat the the chess computer and that's basically how it works like um i was in the dj world and there was this weird time where everything moved on to um 
onto controllers that had like a sync button and everyone was very scared that this was cheating and that machines were going to replace DJs. And it's like, well, it doesn't actually work like that because you're reading a room full of people and bodies. And like any time you've attempted to get a computer to do that, it just can't. Because I mean, how are you registering people's emotions? They can't build that. Um, but I still use um, like Spotify algorithms. I have a way of using them that helps me make playlists that I wouldn't have been able to make on my own. And it's using this brand new AI tech. So basically the answer is you don't actually have to be scared of technology. You need to be at the helm. But I do think at the same time that um, any kind of implants or anything going into your body is like, um, it's just a massive no-no. I do have some tattoos and I wouldn't get any more because that's just sort of where I'm at now with I'm I'm so scared not not scared but I really respect the religious teaching of like your body is a temple all the wisdom comes from you making sure that there are like no impurities in here that's how you get a right action in the world like you can't do it if you're obese sorry to say you're gonna you're not actually gonna be able to do it because there's something going wrong there there's some imbalance um yeah, so that's my thing with technology is as long as you're using it properly and steering it and you don't get it put in your body, maybe we'll be all right. Maybe, yeah, until it surpasses the human, if it ever does. But that's because I feel like those humans are binding with technology at an accelerated rate, whereas the more organic humans that are going out in nature, that are going sitting by the ocean, that are taking time to reconnect source, that are meditating that are not wanting to continue to bind with technology and also medical technology. This is this includes the ones that are addicted to cosmetic surgery and all of the med, medical procedures and the fillers and the stuff in your face. All of that is also binding with technology. So it's anything injected into you, that's a reptilian program. That's a gray alien program. And you're binding yourself to that timeline. So just be aware. Well, that's actually and, quite obvious because they all end up looking the same. There's a sort of plastic surgery template face where once people have had enough surgeries, they all kind of look like one another. They don't go off in other directions. Like you said, the human race is this diverse species. They kind of funnel into one face, which is that's that great alien timeline. I'm it is. And it, and it is keeping you from your authenticity and your authentic face. And so you want your authentic face to shine through. And you, if you trust the divine, you trust the light codes, you will transform. I could show you photos of me from five years ago. I look like a totally different person. So, I mean, I was 40 pounds heavier. I looked very uh, unhealthy. I was drinking too much. And so taking all that away and getting light codes from the divine, I am transformed without any additional fillers and implants and tech and medical intervention, all of that is actually going to decay you on the inside. It's going to decompose you. And this is giving you life. That's what light codes do. No, I'll, I'll attest to that as well. I think when I was about 28 or 29, that was when I was like going through some really tiring and tough stuff in my life. But I was also drinking a lot and eating loads of takeaways and getting no sleep and uh, really bad habits. And everybody thought I looked older than I did. That, Same, right. Yeah, I, you, you will age backwards as well. You will not age yourself. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those procedures make you look older. They're meant to make you look younger, but they don't. 
No, but I I think that that must be it's almost you're doing like a bargain with your soul on that level. I I'm actually I think that things have actually got better in the UK for that because there was when I was growing up like as a teenage boy the kind of women that were put in front of you were basically completely made of plastic and it wasn't just like porn it's it's on tv these were celebrities there was this time when the glamour model was just a huge deal in the uk and these basically just women who'd had an enormous amount of plastic surgery and then they'd do a bikini photo shoot and they'd be uh with a string of footballers and that was what you were kind of offered. Um, and I actually do think there's a lot less of that than there was sort of 15, 20 years ago, which has to be a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I think it's all fading away. Right. We've done our hour and it's absolutely flown by. And I haven't spoken about dragons yet, which was the one thing that I kind of needed on the list. But I don't even really know where to where to begin on the dragon question, because we've covered UFOs. I feel like I understand what's going on there. They're not from outer space. And and yeah, we've done that. The fairies, I believe, are essentially just around the veil and they kind of skip through it. And dragons, I find very confusing. I feel like I don't understand this topic yet because I know they're yeah. very movies and I've never watched Game of Thrones or anything. So I just kind of, yeah. Blew well, me up. we are going into the year of the dragon. So maybe they're not meant to be talked about yet maybe that's why we didn't get to talk about them today because they're upcoming more so than they have but right they're coming back into our collective conscious awareness in a very big way because when we we're talking about how the earth was created the dragons created the earth and the i actually i have had a lot of downloads about dragons and how you know you think of them as as forms of the god head and so they are holding up the earth. They are in the fabric of the earth. They are very intricately part of our realm and our heritage. And they're coming back into our awareness because we're starting to remember the real way that everything was formed and not the program mindset of what we've been told. Mm. Well, this is why I'm fascinated by it because they do crop up in absolutely every culture. I lived in Wales for 10 years and the flag is just a dragon. It's a big dragon. And that's so cool. And how do you get these in, in you know, those Chinese processions with the beautiful dragons? Um, it's it's in every culture and it's on Aztec temples and everything. So clearly it matters a, an enormous amount. And yeah, maybe 2024, I'll crack it as long as well as cathedrals, um, because we're not being told the truth about what cathedrals are. We don't know how to build them. This is this is a huge mystery that needs to be cracked. Yeah. Well, that's that's also coming. The temples are actually there's a card in one of my round this round deck, the temple in here. And I feel like a lot of it is your own it's replacing the pyramids basically. So because they're the same shape, but we're replacing our giving our power away to a pyramid matrix to connecting to our own divine temple mm -hmm. for yeah. guidance, for truth, for all of it. Nice. Well, I think that's been pretty comprehensive. I think that's been a really good hour. I'm really happy with that being a nice send-off to the year. I hope you guys have all enjoyed it and you have a very Merry Christmas. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll hook up in the new year and and tell people what's going on again in the, in about three months. 
Okay, sounds good. Happy solstice.